This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hi there, it's me, Laura Wasser, the divorce attorney and the founder of It's Over Easy, the online divorce service. I've been practicing family law for over 20 years, and I've worked on thousands of divorces, shepherding people through what may be one of the most terrifying times in their lives. Along the way, I often have to remind people to lower their expectations. When dealing with matters of the heart, rules simply don't apply, because all's fair in love and war. So welcome to the All's Fair podcast. Fasten your seatbelts and let's go. What's up, everyone? I'm Laura Wasser. I'm Johnny Rains, and this is All's Fair. When we created our show, we did so so we could explore relationships with you and educate people with regard to the healthier approach to divorce that we at It's Over Easy call the evolution of dissolution. And yeah, I'm a divorce attorney, but I'm not here to promote divorce. In fact, if you're determined to stay together, keep listening, because today's show is all about how not to break up. And now, at a time when we're all forced to be innovative about how we connect and how we stay connected with the people we love, I really can't think of a better time for some advice on how to successfully navigate relationships, even if that success actually means your relationship evolves into something different. So, Johnny, you sent me a Newsweek article about common missteps people make on the brink of divorce by Susan Pease Gadua. I work with couples about divorce. Here are their top five problems. One, is my spouse my friend and teammate? Question mark. Two, are my spouse and I honest with each other? Three, do we spend quality time together? Four, do I turn toward my marriage for the solution and my problems? And five, have we asked for help? Your answers will reveal what you need to do next, if anything. She talks about how most of these five problems 
are reminiscent of the same problems that her own parents had that led to their own divorce. So she sees them recurring in, in all these couples that she works with today. The first one, as she says, is that the couples work against each other. Right. So they start to become each other's enemies because, again, especially if you're isolated with each other, that'll happen, especially during these times. They don't communicate with each other about their needs and feelings. Sometimes it's easier not to talk about something than it is to, which is why I've said when people during this COVID time are stuck together, sometimes they actually are speaking with each other more than they otherwise would because they're there, they're stuck. One of the things that's interesting about the communication breakdown is she says, I've yet to meet a spouse who can read minds, but I've met people who expect their partner to just know what they need. And, and I think that's what really is the bottom line of all these is what's at the core of it? You know, why are you ignoring each other? Why are you working against each other? And why are you not spending time together? That's another one. They stop spending time together. They Rather than work on the problem, they go somewhere else. And number four kind of leads into it. They begin to see the solution to their problems as being outside their marriage. That's why people get into these online relationships or they have emotional affairs. You know, right. you know somebody makes them feel better that's not their spouse because the spouse already has so much water under the bridge. And finally, they do not seek help. And I know you're a big proponent of therapy. Yes, therapy, some other intermediary objective, third party or parties that can really assist. Because the more that you repress and shove stuff down, the worse it's going to fester and the more it's going to blow up in the end. I mean, navigating relationships in the best of times is not always easy. And now with our new normal, thank you, COVID-19, we're either spending too much time with the same person day in and day out, or we're taking our life into our own hands to meet in person. But like it or not, this is where we are, and I want people to focus on making the most of the present moment. Like Adrian Kohler says in his article on the It's Over Easy Insights blog, don't waste this crisis. We have to turn this into something that is an opportunity for us. So seriously, if you're determined to genuinely try anything and everything to keep your current relationship, today's show is about fixing and strengthening romantic relationships. What you hear today may even help you find success in the relationships to come in your next chapters. I mean, our guest is a relationship maven. She's also a psychologist and the author of the number one Amazon best-selling book, Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. She's the host of the top-rated Relationships Made Easy podcast, and here's a clip from her game-changing TEDx talk on why relationships fail. I'm going to end three age-old mysteries for you. These are problems that have plagued the human condition for decades, and I'm going to put them to rest right now. Are you ready? The correct position for the toilet seat is down. <laughs> toilet paper should absolutely roll from the top, and forks should be placed in the dishwasher with the tines up so they can clean properly. Now, how have I... How do I know these facts? How have I solved these great dilemmas of our time? Is it my PhD and two master's degrees? I'm a Jew from New York, all we do is go to school, right? Uh, is my PhD in the proper loading of dishwasher cutlery? Is it my over 30 years of working directly with people and counseling them? No. It's because I'm a control freak and I know my way is right. Welcome to All's Fair, Dr. Abby Metcalf. Hi, Abby. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Welcome Thank you to for the show. Me. Yay! So, tell us a little bit. You've got a very interesting backstory, and you've definitely had a life. You were born and raised in New York City, and you've been in long term recovery since the 80s. Now, this threw me. You were a heroin addict by the age of 12? 
Yeah. Damn, girl. How did that happen? I know. You know, uh, I don't know how it all happened, but I started doing drugs real early. My siblings are a lot older um, when I was nine, and it just went from there. And then I started, you know, trying to get into treatment and 12-step meetings back in the day and all that when there weren't any females and certainly no young ones in NA way back then. So it was a real struggle getting through all that. Um, And then I eventually managed to put together a little bit of time. And then actually I moved to Israel. (laughs) I moved across the world and lived there for a few years. And that really helped. um, That really was my quote unquote spiritual awakening and changed everything. And I was going to be a lawyer. I was going, I have a bachelor's in poli sci. I was going to go be a lawyer and it all changed, and I uh, realized that I had this, you know, Calling. I was pretty good at talking to people. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that all shifted and changed. And then over the years, I did counseling, and I, you know, was a counselor. And then I wanted to have more impact, so I got into business. And I started working with executives in trouble with drug and alcohol issues, right. mostly. And then I decided again to pivot again when my kids were little because I wasn't seeing them enough. And so I kind of pivoted back to just doing consulting and having like a private practice and really honing in on the whole marriage gig because I was working with these executives and I was, you know, you don't have a heroin problem as an executive who's making 40 million a year and you're happy at home. Like it's not, so we started talking about their home lives and I was shockingly improving their marriages without ever meeting their husbands or wives. And that rolled into, I know, and I actually, I track and I seem to have almost better results when someone comes in alone to work on their relationship versus when their partner comes in, which obviously goes against what most people think. Tell me about that. Because again, we speak so much about how important it is to participate in therapy, whether it's you know couples, mm-hmm. group, you know, airing grievances and doing it in front of kind of an objective party is really helpful. But what you're saying is a different take on it. And I want to explore yep. that a little bit. So why is that because you can really get the person to own it if, if, if the other one isn't there? So, so often I hear people saying, we went, but she wouldn't come back because she felt like she was getting ganged exactly. up on or we went and this person yep. only wanted to take his side and so on and so forth. Yep. So now it's just you and one party. And yep. so how do you know, Abby, if they're really being forthright? Like what if, I mean, can you see through the bullshit of, and he always oh, does this yeah. and he always does this. Do you say like, well, what do you do? <laughs> What's your part in this dance? That's the thing. So I tell people all the time, I mean, yeah, right? If you're a Jew from New York, you have a BS meter. That's very high, Mm -hmm. Uh, very clear. But what I tell people all the time is the one in the most pain needs to change first. Okay. If you're in the most pain, I don't care. That Then you need to change. And when you change, then the changes happen on the other side. That's how it always works, 100% of the time. And actually, I hate to say it, but when couples come into therapy, that's one of the reasons that it doesn't work is because people start on the house without doing the foundation. Sure. And right? And the the talking about what we argued about last week, all that does is re-stimulate all that anger and all that bad stuff. It doesn't I've in my 30 plus years of doing this, I have never seen it help. I just haven't. Other than maybe one time kind of a, you know, just letting it all out there and getting through it, but other than that, it's I don't let couples come in and just complain. It's, it's how, not how do you determine or how does, how do your clients, patients determine who's the one in the most pain? I mean, often I, I, I was married for like five seconds in the nineties. Okay. And we did try to go to marriage counseling and what he, I mean, he was Spanish. 
he, and this is the 90s, so it wasn't, and he, mm-hmm. what he just kept saying is, with a very heavy accent, which I won't try to emulate, you know, lo- these are Laura's problems. Laura has a problem. Laura needs to change. And if she does, right. then our marriage will be fine. So again, that yeah. marriage did not last more than 14 months, <laughs> but still, and we're still good <laughs> friends and he's a lovely guy. Yeah. And we were probably too young because we were 25. But that refrain mm-hmm. that I'm sure you hear, which is he or she needs to do the work, he or she needs to yes. change. Now, is that being said by the person who thinks they're in the most pain? I'm in so much pain because yeah. my spouse is messed up yep. and he or she needs to change. So now you say to them, but you're in so much pain. What can we do to help you? Okay. Right. Okay. I mean, that's it. It's, it's the person who's seeking out therapy. It's the one complaining the most, right? Usually the other one is just like you said. Uh, I don't have the problem. If he would stop drinking, we wouldn't right. have an issue. Right. If she would do this, we wouldn't have an issue. So guess what? <laughs> that that's the that's the most pain because the other person usually doesn't think it's that big a deal or isn't ready to look at it or whatever that is. Right. Uh, so you have to start with personal responsibility. You co-create relationships. So what are you going to do with your part of the co-creation? You got to start there. Got to start it. anywhere else. And I think when people come in alone, they kind of get that. Right. Right. Like here I am. So it's a little easier to interject in that way. What's organizational psychology? I don't know that I've heard about that. What is <laughs> yeah, that? I know. Weird, right? <laughs> well, uh, when I was in MBA school and I was crying because I hated everyone, one of my professors came to me and said, you're in the wrong degree. I said, what, what, what degree do I want? <laughs> he said organizational psychology. I'd never heard of it before. Uh, and, and was this at really... Cal? No, you moved to Berkeley no, after. No, okay. yeah. No, I was in New York. And, uh, they, and he said, you want a degree in organizational psychology, which is the marriage of psychology that you know really well and your background in counseling and how organizations work and working with executives and people oh, and okay. all the good stuff, right? And I hate to say it, but I think the thing that makes me different and why I do as well as I do is because of all the work I did in business, not in counseling school because, you know, you don't have, I I wasn't working with executives and told, oh, work forever. If there's no changes, it's okay. Right. (laughs) Just keep, we'll just keep paying you. And uh, so you have to come up with things. One of my clients calls them uh, therapeutic jingles. Like I have these little ways that I say things so that they're, you know, will stick in your mind so you remember them. Yep. Yep, I love I that. And again, I think so many of the people in business can apply it more easily than all the, what they might call that wishy-washy or the woo-woo yep. or whatever. Woo. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh, I love that. Yep. So, and so now you've got teens. Cause I've, got, I've got one that's I right do. in between your daughter and son. I've got a 15-year-old and a 10-year-old. So that's oh, fun. There you go. That's a whole new realm I love of it. issues. <laughs> actually, I don't know what to say. My son actually just turned 17 on Friday. Oh. And um, I am in love with my kids. I get along great with them. They are so into each other. If you ever look at my Instagram or anything, it's always pictures of Max, like Hug and McCartney. I mean, they are um, really close. We're all really close. I'm close to my ex. I am close to his wife and he and my man were all over together for Max's birthday. I made a big dinner because I love to cook. That's awesome. Um, you know, and we were all together. And yeah, there's more people to love my kids. Like, that's, you know, that's what I always people. say. That's what I always say. Yep. A bigger support group, a bigger tribe, a yep. b- bigger family. So good. And if you can do it, and, and I, I tell people, you can do it. Like, you have to actually oh, yeah. love your kids more than you hate your ex. And then it comes together. And then you've also got great support. I mean, for the good times, oh. like a 17th birthday, yep. but also for the bad times. God forbid something yep. goes wrong, uh, a parent yep. dies. You have those family members as support, and that's mm-hmm. huge. 
It's so big. I actually, just, I, I was sick a few months ago and Evelyn, my ex's wife, was texting me, I'm going to Target, do you need anything? I'm going to be at the store, do you need anything? Like constantly. And my current partner's ex-wife and I are really good friends. We text all the time and uh, I parent his kids. You know, it's a, it's a love fest. You yeah, know? it's a village. Uh, it know, takes a village. It's and a, village. You have a village. It really so does. You've built too. a village. Yeah. I love that. I have built a village, yes. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. People who follow me and our online divorce community, It's Over Easy, know that I'm a strong proponent of therapy. And couples counseling, many couples end up getting back together, but not all of them. So I almost always insist that they try that. And yet after couples therapy, couples separate, which I don't think is always a bad thing. But it's interesting that after all the work couples do in therapy, in the end, many people still go their separate ways. What, Abby, in your experience, is the hurdle that people just can't overcome? It's that foundation, which is when couple, every, almost every couple that comes to me says, our number one problem is that we don't communicate. We need to work on communication. And I have to tell them that they're wrong. Number one, they communicate all the time, just right. not what they want. Right. But, but 
Really the problem in relationships is competition. That's oh. the real problem in relationships. We say things like, it's your turn to put away the dishes. Uh, I took Sophie to baseball on Monday. It's your turn to take Jack on Friday. Uh, you spent money on this. I get to spend money on this. We, we say this stuff all the time, and it sets us up on opposite teams. So we're not happy when our other person gets something because we think somehow it takes away from us. Right. One of the things I say all the time is people will say, uh, I need my guy, my man, my woman, whatever, to take things off my plate. You know, they have to take things right. off my plate. And I'm always yelling, it's the same plate. Right. <laughs> it is the same plate. They can't take anything off. You are moving around the mashed potatoes, people. Right. Like, it's not, that's not the answer. You have to realize that you're a shared resource. So if your partner is hurting, you're hurting. If you're giving them all the extra because you're exhausted, now they're exhausted and you're both exhausted. Okay. So, so let me, hypothetical. I come to you and I say... My partner's not taking anything off my plate. He's no value added. I've got all this shit going on and he's not helping. And you say, okay, how do we deal with you, Laura, and what you're doing? Because again, you're not mm -hmm. seeing him. You don't know whether he's doing his yep. fair share or not. All you know is I'm totally overwhelmed. What do you tell me? Yep. Oh, I love it. I tell you to do one of two things. One is to add and the other is subtract. Okay. So the adding is to add resources from outside the couple in. Okay. Every time you think, oh, I got to ask my husband to do that. I have to ask my wife. Stop. <laughs> and go, find someone that I you ask? can pay. Okay, I get uh -huh. it. <laughs> uh-huh. Because, because I did not marry my man because he mowed the lawn well. Right. I, no one does. Right. No one marries for that. And yet, those are the things we fight about. Right. It's insane. And that's not the value that our partners bring. Okay. It's, it's so just, qualitative, not quantitative. So anything quantitative, put out. So still on that same hypothetical. So now I, working parent, have hired a gardener to mow the lawn. Okay? So I'm paying the gardener. I'm paying most of our bills. And my good-for-nothing husband you know, isn't doing anything. And he says, I'm a stay-home dad, but either our kids are in school full-time or I've actually, on your, on Abby's advice, hired a nanny. So I've got the nanny mm -hmm. there too. Okay, so now awesome. I'm still feeling really resentful. Now what? I'm still in a lot of because, pain. Because you're still keeping score. Right. So there is no scorekeeping in a relationship. So this, you have to get out of that because, of course, everybody loses, right? So instead, how am I not really happy that my partner has time to relax so he can be a great partner? And we, if oh, I'm not honey, looking at what he's doing. to dig deep here. I'm supposed to be happy. I know. Okay. <laughs> I am. Is the so sex good not... at least? That's really the bottom line. <laughs> it's not what he's doing. It's, it's who, he, who he is. Okay. So, and I'll give you this really, really quick example. I had a low tire uh, pressure on my car. You know, the air mm -hmm. was out, whatever. Look at me. I, right. New Yorker, right? Cars? I, I don't know. I, people say, <laughs> what kind of car do you have? I say silver. Right. So I don't, right? So, and he said, like, oh, you know, the air's low on your tire. You got to get that fixed. It's dangerous. And I was like, okay. And pff, I, that right. was Teflon. I didn't even listen, really. I didn't know what it took. I thought I had to go to the mechanic and, right. and, and lose my car for the day. I thought all these things. And I didn't realize I was thinking them. Two days later, same thing. He's getting mad. He's like, why aren't you, this is dangerous. You're driving kids around. You can't do this. That Saturday, I come out and he's pulling up in my car. I was like, what are you doing? He said, well, I realize you're the most competent person I know. And you weren't feeling the friggin' air in the tire. And I, I, I realized, I think it's because you don't get what it is. Right. <laughs> like, right. you don't, you know, he thought it through. Uh, you would have thought he split the atom. I was so grateful. I was so like, oh, <gasps> Thank you. I was like losing it. Oh, it took him five seconds. We have a gas station on our corner. Right. It, uh, five minutes. So it's not the amount of time. 
that he took to do something. It's the value of feeling taken care of, of feeling loved, of feeling supported. That's what we marry for. Right. So those are the things you want to focus on, not how much time something takes to do. The second you start doing that, you're screwed. Because right. you just, you've got, got to get out of that. So tell us a little bit about... Um psychologist and writer Timothy Wilson on the influence mm. of unconscious mind and decision-making and behavior. Cause I know your new video that you're working on for your YouTube channel mm -hmm. incorporates that a lot. And I want to hear how that factors oh. into all of this. You're going to love this. This is the game changer. This, this is this book, strangers to ourselves. I read years ago. And here's the deal. Our conscious brains process information at a rate of 50 bits per second, 40 to 50. Okay. Conscious, like what I'm thinking, what I'm saying. Our unconscious brains process information at a rate of 11 million bits per second, okay? Yeah. So here's what, here's what happens all the time. Somebody will come to me and say, I'm having trouble with my husband. I say, okay, here's a tool. Go home and use this tool. And they're like, oh, they're all excited in the office. I got it, Abby. I'm going to go use this tool. <laughs> and they go home. But so consciously, I'm going to use this tool. It's great. Unconsciously, this little tool is not going to do a thing. Abby doesn't realize how bad our problems are and how long they've been going on, right? All right. the doubt, all right. the stuff. I use the tool with my husband, and he doesn't hear what I say. He hears what I mean. So he is picking up on all the doubt, the anxiety, right. the resentment, the worry, the frustration. And he's like, oh, I see her doing a different thing, but let's see how long this lasts, right? right. And he's sort of ignoring it and not doing anything. I do this tool for a few days and he's not changing. So I go, I knew this wouldn't work. Right. In the back and then of my they mind, come back to me. Right? That's they come back to me and go, Abby, I knew it. I knew this wouldn't work. And I said, that's the problem. You, you were already going in that it wasn't going to work. You were already sending those. And everyone knows this. You have talked to someone at work, anywhere, and they were saying all the right things, but you, your BS meter was going yeah. off and you're like, uh-uh. That's your unconscious brain picking up on what people are truly laying down versus what they're consciously saying to you. So we have that all the time. Right. We forget that we have it with our partners. So everything that when you react in that way to what, you know, you think you're seeing and you so that's all that reaction and it's the keeping score again. Well, I'm only doing this thing so that they do this thing and then I'll do this thing and then they'll it's all conditional. And that's what has Got it. How does one change that, Abby? <laughs> there's, is there there's a jingle for that? There's a jingle. I do have a jingle. I have a few. <laughs> so one is that uh, there's something called your reticular activating system. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Your reticular, RAS for short. Okay. Is that to your do RAS with for short. Uh, no, it's a little different. What it is, it's a uh, it's a conduit between your conscious and your subconscious mind. Everybody has it. You know you have it because if you've ever bought a new car and then suddenly you see the new that car everywhere, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. consciously, you were like even thinking about buying the car. Right. And it was all of a sudden, you thought, are they making more of these? What happened? Right. Every time okay. I was pregnant, every woman was pregnant. I, right. I don't think I've seen a pregnant woman in years, right? It's like That's, the law of attraction. It kind of is, but it's actually a brain thing. So your mm. reticular activating system, your RAS, is filtering in things that you're consciously thinking about to tell your subconscious to look for them, okay? And I do have a little cute YouTube video on this, but, uh, and so it's looking for it. So if I think my partner is always nagging me, my RES looks for my partner nagging me. And the most important part of this, the scariest part of this, is that it will filter out anything that doesn't match. Ooh. So when my partner is appreciative, when he or she is loving, when they say thank you, I'm Teflon. 
It's just gone. And this is why, and you know, Laura, you've had this, where people are in the room going, you didn't say that. Yes, I did. I did it this way. No, you didn't. I would have remembered that. No, and that's you've been filtered. That. Wow. You've been filtered. So you have to program the RAS, and this fits right in with that unconscious, right, uh, that 50 bits versus 11 million. You have to program it for what you do want, not what you don't want. Right. And the brain can't think in negative, right? right? So I love when someone says, well, I want her to nag me less. And no, like, but like a great, what would a great that analogy look like? for that one is if there's been somebody that, you know, cheated. So can, can we overcome this? Mm-hmm. But now all you see is if she's looking at another another guy. All you see is if there's somebody hot on TV and she's paying more attention. All you see is a guy's number showing up on her phone. That's all you see. So when yep. she's gazing upon you lovingly, that doesn't even f- compute. Not even there. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's it is. And so when you really understand this, and so people can kind of maybe poo-poo the law of attraction. I don't, but some people do. I give them the brain sign. You know, when I'm working with these executives, right? I can't be. I can't right, say right. mindfulness. I have to say attention training. Right. right? <laughs> I, I, I use different words <laughs> that they like, but this is one of them. And when you program the RES, so if you got up every day. And just set an intention for what I call it the 18 second shift setting intention. It takes, I've timed it, it takes an average of 18 seconds. Everyone's got 18 seconds. And all you do, you don't have to breathe special, you don't have to do anything. You just sort of close your eyes for a minute, maybe take one deep breath and think, really set intention for what you want this next little piece to be. I, before we came on today, I set intention that I want to be of total service. I want people to walk away with like, oh, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. So my brain is bringing that to me over and over during, hopefully, <laughs> during this session. I'm old. Sometimes it doesn't work. But you know what I mean. Right. It's, uh, it's coming all the time because we're, you can program it. and You've got to get ahead of it. You've got to program every morning all, as multiple times as much as you can, setting that intention. I would say it's the big game changer. Every person comes back to me with saying, I can't believe how well that worked. Wow. I, I'm, they're shocked. And it's because of this RAS. You're, you're putting it where you want it. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. If you use paper, you're a human. 
But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're listening to All's Fair with Laura Wasser. I'm Laura, and you may know me best as the divorce attorney in Hollywood, but let it be known that I fully support you staying in your relationship until death do you part, or until my vacation is over at least, please. In any event, I don't want divorce to be regarded as a failure or a nightmare. It's an evolution of the way your family functions, and as our guest today puts it, great relationships are not built in a day. They're built daily, especially if you do your 18-second reset. We're discussing all of this today with psychologist, author, and speaker, Dr. Abby Medcalf. And Abby, the competition in relationships notwithstanding, give us some other quick wins people can easily integrate into their relationships to make them more rewarding. We've got our 18-second reset oh, where you, where you change your RIS, but give us a couple good tips, please. I'm going to give you two really good ones right here. They're so easy and such quick wins. One of my favorite quotes of all time is from uh, in the book Little Fires Everywhere, mm-hmm. Celeste Dang. She says in that book, anger is the bodyguard of fear. It's like an epic, epic line. And so what I tell people, it's true. When you're angry, really, every time you're angry, or fr- again, frustration, any of that, ask yourself wall first. That goes up to keep yourself, yourself from being scared. What am I, it is. What am I afraid of? Just stop as soon as you're angry at your partner, at your kid, at the mailman, at wherever. What am I afraid of right now? Sometimes you're afraid because you don't have enough time to get done stuff you want to get done if you're snapping at the you know person at the post office. But you know, and sometimes with your partner, what are you afraid of? It's usually rejection, abandonment, uh, you know, not being seen, not being heard, not being listened to, all the good things. And then you want to do something about that. Right. Because the anger, of course, just pushes people away and, and, you know, it's very effective for not connecting. Well, it's also, uh, yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy if the fear is abandonment. I mean, I've been in that relationship before. I'm right? like, why are you so angry? It. We're over. <laughs> <laughs> so that is so common. And that's really the thing, right? People stay angry because it's that deep hurt. I mean, right. that's what that is. And by the way, that's really... Rage, and I always separate rage. Rage is anger plus helplessness. It's when you feel helpless. You feel like everything you've tried, nothing works. And so there too, I tell people, don't focus on the anger. You know, don't count to 10. Don't do that stuff. That's why it doesn't really work. (laughs) You want to focus on feeling helpless. So that means do something. Take some action. One thing. Set intention. Do one thing. So that's one. That's like a quick win. What am I afraid of right now? And then my other favorite, my little therapeutic jingle, is don't sack your relationship. So don't offer suggestions, give advice, or criticize, ever. Okay? No suggestions, no advice, (laughs) no criticizing. 
Wow. Think of that. I, I know. I, think I, of tough. that exhausted yeah. me. I don't know. <laughs> what kind of relationship is it then without those things? Well, I'll tell you. What do you do instead? The only thing left is you ask questions. Right. You know, can you tell me more about that? If there was one thing I could do right now that would help move the needle, what would it be? If there was one thing I could say right now that would really help you feel differently, what would it be? What's one thing you've tried that hasn't worked? You know, what's something I can do to support you in this? You know, there's a million questions. So what happens if by opening that door, I mean, it seems like a logical conclusion that by opening that door, what can I do to help? Or what have I, have, have we tried that's not working? Are you not inviting criticism or advice or suggestion from your partner to you? And is that not dangerous? So let's say your partner says, well, you know, you could help. You could take care of the kids once in a while, right? And you say, and then you have to stay with the love though. You have to lean into those. So what, what's your partner saying? They're saying they're very afraid. They're feeling overwhelmed. They're right. That's, yeah. you know, let yourself really realize what that is. So ask a question. So tell me really what you'd like to see. Tell me three things you'd really like to see that would let you know I'm really taking care of the kids the way you think they should be taken care of. You're, and you don't have to agree with them, right? Because right? then you can ask more questions. Okay. But that's the thing. What you don't want to do, what most people do, is they keep score. I'll say, you know, I don't like that you did this this way. And you say, how could you say that? I did this, 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 and this. Right. <laughs> and right. you name all the ways I'm a fabulous wife, partner, whatever. I'm not listening. Right. It doesn't matter that I did all these things. It only matters that you that didn't do husband, the one thing that's yes. upsetting me. I got it. Exactly. And by the way, the one thing holds more weight that you don't do or that you screw up than all the good Anything things else. you do. Right. Because they haven't reset their intentions yet, so they're still focusing on it, evidently. And yep. we can't suggest that they do reset their intentions because that would be offering advice. Okay, well, this is, we get, have to we'll, tread we'll have lightly. a tip for that later. But, we, but you know, it, have love. Yes. Be, don't be afraid. If you're sitting in the conversation afraid, right, you're, you can't base a love relationship on fear. Right. So if you're sitting there, you can't be afraid. You have to know that whatever they're coming with, they're coming with, and you're going to lean in with love. Lean in with love. So on your podcast, Relationships Made Easy, Abby, I think on a recent episode, you gave listeners the three rules for having an effective argument and an exercise called the wake-up exercise. Tell us about those, please. Oh, so the wake-up word is the best. So really, when your partner, when you're, let me just say something really quick around, I'm going to give quick science, but we're going to, it's going to make sense. So when you are arguing, a part of your brain called your amygdala, a part of your limbic system is turned on, right? People know about the amygdala usually, the fight, flight, or freeze, right. okay? So that's the only things you can do. You can fight, you can run away, or you can freeze, which is like the, uh-huh, uh-huh, sure, okay, no, you know, or the shrug, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. That's it. There is no other option because the thinking part of your brain, the rational part, the place where your prefrontal cortex and your neocortex, where we think spirituality lives, where uh, compassion Uh, appreciation, gratitude, thinking, rational, problem solving, that part of your brain and your amygdala are on a one-way highway. If it is taken up with fear-based impulse of any kind, this fight, flight, or freeze, you can't access that other thinking part of your brain. On a functional MRI, it actually looks like there's a blanket over the prefrontal cortex when the amygdala is lit up, when the limbic system's lit up. Is that crazy? So, when you're really upset, and I'll, I'll give you one for your 15-year-old here. <laughs> so I have my, my Max, my wonderful Max. 
really upset about a math test at the end of last you know, semester, and he's upset, and he's only a teenager can be, right? See, because he's in fight, flight, or freeze mode. He right. thinks a lion is about to eat him. I understand that we think that's overreacting, but that's the only thing that comes up in that two million year old wiring <laughs> is um, it's all over, it's horrible, right? That's why they escalate so much. When we come over as parents, which we often do, and go, it's okay, buddy, you know, we'll get the tutor. Remember you did okay last time, right? We say all that stuff. We're right. basically saying, oh, it's okay, there's no tiger. You're, right. you're, you're and, and we're dismissing. We're minimizing. And so right. what do they do? They escalate. Oh right. my God, you don't understand. And they escalate. And this happens if your partner is complaining about Barb at work. It happens that no matter what it is, when we minimize, we're saying we don't see the tiger and they feel like they have to escalate. So what right. you do instead is you need to intervene right there <laughs> and get that other part of the brain. And I call it say yes first, which is basically that you match emotion but not tone. So okay. instead I said to Max, oh, God, how many chapters? Aye. Oh, let me see. God, nine? I didn't yell it. I didn't escalate. But I matched his emotion, which is upset. Oh, my God, Barb again at work? Oh, I'm sorry. Right. And so God, he knows you're really in drives it together. You nuts. Guess what happens every single time? I guarantee it. You can call me in the middle of the night if it doesn't work, because it will. They come down. They go, and it, sometimes you have to do it twice, but usually not more than twice. And they're like, yeah, right? Yeah, that sucks. And they... Right, because they don't have to keep then, convincing you that it's here. Exactly, okay. oh, that I the like tiger's that. here. Tiger's I there. see the lion with you. We're a team. We're, we're, I got you, right? We're going to do this together. Men, of course, aren't always as good at this. I say with all the love of my heart, I love men, because they're fixers. They think the only reason we're even telling them a problem is to fix it. Right, right. <laughs> so, oh, I feel a little, my butt looks big in these jeans. Well, have you tried walking more? Have you done this? Ooh. Have you? Do you see the... <laughs> oh, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> Sweetie, I know, I can't, there's some men I just can't help, but those no, I, I try. Them. Yeah, I do notice that your butt, oh, God, and I, yeah. I feel mm, that in my yeah. butt, too. Yeah. This is not Why good. What do we do about this? Why don't we this? walk more? Yeah, no. And then she de-escalates and goes, my butt's fine, back off, uh -huh. Okay, so I get it. <laughs> I, you know, right? Because, again, that's offering suggestions, advice, or criticizing. You see where that goes wrong, yes. right? It's like, I don't know how to make my butt littler. Please, yes. Yes. please, we all know. So <laughs> shut up, you know? You don't have to fix this. I want you to listen. I want you to be here with me. And it's, you know, so, right? I yes. want you with whatever it is. So once we do that bond, it's beautiful. Now, so to get over there, I have, so you can just do that. You can just interrupt with, you know, match motion and tone. But the other thing that's really super is this wake up word, which is a neuro-linguistic programming technique, NLP technique, which is basically what you do is you pick a word when you're not arguing with your mm -hmm. partner <laughs> or your family, right? That everyone loves. Everyone it makes you happy. So, like our word right now is glitter. Because glitter, it's such a stupid word, right? That makes me happy. Glitter, right? Makes you happy. <laughs> glitter. Let's throw glitter. Of course, uh, it a does, lot of couples. Johnny. <laughs> That's why we love Johnny. Yes. Uh, a sparkly. lot of couples use use like Christmas or words like that. I have a wonderful couple that uses the word dildo because you can't not smile and say dildo. Dildo makes you right. <laughs> I don't want to yell dildo across the house right now. Right. With, you know, teenagers. Yeah. But teenagers, whatever your yes. word is. Right? So let's say your partner is losing their crap, right? And you're like, ah, what you do, or let's say they're coming at you wrong, you know, and you're just that. You, what you do is you say the word. You say glitter, Christmas, whatever your word is. And the other person's job, and you've already discussed this, is to just be quiet. Just literally stop mid-sentence. What it does is it wakes up that 
pre, it gets you out of amygdala very quickly mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. into that prefrontal thinking because you have to think. You're like, what? Like if something came out of left field at you, and you have to now re-strategize. It's like you're running from the tiger, but someone threw a banana. Right. <laughs> you know, and you're like, ah, I have to run this way now, right? And so that's what that is, and it gets the thinking brain going, and then then right. So then everything just stops, and it doesn't mean that what your partner. If you, if I say it to my partner, it doesn't mean he was wrong or bad or anything else. It just means I'm not listening anymore. So you might as well stop talking. Right. Because whatever this is, is upsetting me. And then you can take a breath. And then if you're the person that said that either of you can say something like, can you say that again differently? Can you tell me, uh, can you try again to say that? I, I'm just not getting what you're trying to tell me. Can you do that a different way? Or what, you know, right. can, or can you, uh, what do you think I'm feeling right now? That's a really good one. Anytime you're lost, if you bring someone into the moment and just say, what are you feeling right this minute? Right. It takes them out of that and into here. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm okay. Well, what are you feeling? Mad, right. glad, angry. Give me something. Right. <laughs> and so put a feelings list on the refrigerator, those stupid faces, whatever you do. And then they have to name a feeling. Well, actually, I was feeling resentful. I was feeling, you know, then you get to it. Right. Then, then you can have a talk. So, all I right, like let's that. try again. Yeah, it's super simple. It's incredibly effective. And it literally can stop a fight in its tracks when you're doing it. And you just have to decide the word beforehand. So when people call in to Relationships Made Easy, are they giving you a situation and then you're giving them advice on the podcast, like right there in real mm-hmm. time? Nope. So on the podcast, what I do, because I'm a research, you can tell probably, right? I'm a research <laughs> junkie. Like like my nipples are erect talking about it. Like I'm like, oh, research, oh, evidence-based approach. Um, and so I get very excited. So what I do is people write in all the time and I have like an Ask Dr. Abby segment right. of the podcast where you can just get a straight question answered. But I also, what happens usually is like I had a bunch of people write in about what do I do when the honeymoon phase ends, mm-hmm. Right. So then I go research all the things because I like everything to be wins, actionable. Here's the research. Here's what you do. So I do the teach and I have action steps on every single podcast because that's the thing, right? Right. I I feel like so many are just sort of talking and then it's like, well, what do I do now? Like, that's nice that that worked for you, but now what do I do? Right. And I don't do anything that's like, oh, me and my partner, this is what we do. It's like, that's nice, but. That's nice for you. Right. That's you too. (laughs) So I'm talking, you know, I work with literally thousands of people now, but I still see people live. Like I still see people because that's where I love that work and I will never stop doing it because that, and that's where I get, of course, my best stuff (laughs) that I can share with others. So I'm, I know it works because of my own people plus from the research. So I put that together. Right. And then I, I put that out in the podcast. So it's mostly me chat. As you can tell, I can't shut up. So it's mostly me just talking. I like that though, but it's backed. And I mean, like you said, you're a research junkie and in our own way, we could say the same thing about lawyers, except it may be more as in terms of bigger picture. But the thing that makes my nipples erect is getting information about specific individuals, whether it's in a family law matter Mm -hmm. and we're asking our discovery questions or Mm -hmm. it's a podcast guest. So the, one of the elements of discovery is the interrogatories. So we've got the all's fair interrogatories. So Abby... Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Which relationship in your life has had the most profound impact? Mm. Um, My dad. Why? Because it's a lot of how I show up in the world, both good and bad. Uh Uh-huh. What's your favorite love song? 
I was supposed to already have thought of this because I've heard these before. Uh, I, I think it, oh, oh, it's Luther Vandross, um, uh, uh, superstar. Superstar, Luther Vandross. Oh yeah, all day long. What is the one piece of advice you'd share with your 20 something old, old self? Relax. <laughs> I love it. And I love nice. the brevity of her answers. Okay. And <laughs> finally, which romantic comedy could you watch on repeat? Um, I love When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. That's a big, All that's a long. big favorite on I the don't show. Know. Yeah. Right. Okay. No. Got it. And, yes, and I've heard it given right. your, you know, love of research and relationships and what makes them work, that would make sense. All the little vignettes yes. of the people saying how yep. they met and whatever. Abby, thank you so much for sharing your witty wisdom and insight into relationships with us today. Please tell people where they can find your podcast, Relationships Made Easy, and your best-selling book, Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. Tell us. Well, the whole world is at my uh, website, which Mm -hmm. is just my name, abbymedcalf.com. It's M-E-D, guys. M-E-D-C-A-L-F. Medcalf. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're right. That's the thing. You know I went with that married name because, boy, (laughs) Fine Wax was my... (laughs) That's my maiden name. I was like, oh, I'll take that. Uh, I'm in. Uh, So abbymedcalf.com. And then my book is on Amazon. And my podcast is anywhere pretty much you download podcasts from Pandora to Stitcher to whatever. It's it's all over the place. And my Instagram is at abbymedcalfthriving. Just find it. Find it, guys. You want them to work? Go talk to Abby. Thank you very much for being here with us today. Uh, Thank you for having me. Of course. She was great. I liked her. She was yep. very upbeat. This is a woman with two teenagers and she's still like happy. I don't know. Some of the stuff she said did not immediately compute, but she looks like she's got it handled. So I guess, I mean, right? I love that her safe word is glitter. I, I know. She had me right there. I know. Believe me, I do know that. But I also feel like she's got it figured out. And I love that about her. This yes. isn't like somebody who found her love and stayed married to the same person forever. She's figured out how to do her next chapters. I love the research element of what she said. Yes. And I really thought it was interesting because we haven't had somebody say before that you can kind of do... I won't call it couples therapy. You can do marriage therapy with just one person. I like that. It's interesting. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And I think you all know what I think about casting your lot with one person for the rest of your life. I'm just not sure humans are meant to mate for life or be monogamous. But those of you who have found your, your penguin, God bless. Good for you. By the way, 18 years. We just had our uh, 18th anniversary. Yes. Thanks to you, Laura Which Wasser. Means, right. Well, I not thanks to me. I just officiated the weddings. But but I, I would say thanks to Michael, your spouse, because yes. he has got to have the fucking patience of a saint. Um, <laughs> in any event, Johnny. Yes, darling. What do you think, audience? Are we humans meant to partner up for life? Let us know what you think on our social channels at It's Over Easy. You can also engage with others going through breakups and moving on in our private Facebook group, It's Over Easy Community. Laura and other experts do live Q&As there. Plus, there's a wealth of info and conversations about relationships. And before you go, if you haven't already, tap subscribe on our podcast and leave us a review. Uh, Five stars would definitely be good. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And let's do this again next Tuesday. Bye, everyone.
we went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.